Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. This is Norhadi House. My guest today is uh, Azukaiko Chukwele, Supply Chain Director Nigeria at uh, Kimberly Cop. Thank you for joining me, Azukaiko. Hi, Norhadi. Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to talk about the customer-centric supply chains. But before we get started, could you please speak a bit about yourself and your professional background? Okay, um, great. Thank you, Nuradi. Um, my name is Azuka Igo. Uh, my friends call me Azuka. I'm currently the supply chain director for Kimberly Clark, Nigeria. Um, Kimberly Clark, we're into the consumer products group. Um, I've been in supply chain for 10 years plus. And uh, before that, I was in uh, sales. My background is basically, uh, basically has to do with um, revenue generation route to market and channel development strategies, um, acquiring new businesses, um, scaling businesses, new business developments, basically that in sales. With regards to supply chain, um, my areas of experience are logistics and distribution, including cost uh, modeling, efficient procurement to pay models, warehousing, international logistics, including import and um, export, critical business transformation, and all that. So it's been exciting. It's been an exciting 20 years plus in sales and supply chain. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay, Azukaiko, uh, this is my first question. So what does it mean the customer centric supply chain? Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, <laughs> very interesting question. So to, to capture it um, in detail, for me, a customer centric supply chain. It's a supply chain that puts the customer at the center. So the customer is responsible for um, whatever decisions are being made. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, it is wrapped around the customer. Basically, that's the focus. It's not, the customer is not secondary to the conversation, but it's primary to the conversation. There's a popular uh, quote by Jeff Bezos where he's quoted as saying, we see us, our customers as invited guests to a party and we're the hosts. It's our job every day to make every important aspect of the customer experience a little better. So basically, um, it's paying attention to the customer, listening to the customer and designing the business around meeting the customer needs. So basically, customer success in that sense. Uh, wonderful. And... What realistic benefit can we expect to get from moving to a customer-centric supply chain model? You know, um, a lot of companies talk about uh, customer-centric supply chain, customer-centric supply chain, but it's, um, it's in the doing, not in the speaking. According to a recent study by PwC, 73% of all people pointed to customer experience as an important factor in their purchasing decisions. 43% of all consumers agree that they will pay more for greater convenience. 
why 42% said they will pay more for a friendly, welcoming experience. However, despite these encouraging statistics, 54% of consumers in the US reported that customer experience at, at, most, comp at most companies need improvements. So you, you see the disconnect. Custom, cost, uh, consumers say customer experience is key for, for them to spend their money. The same consumers say that they're not getting the right kind of customer experience from most companies. So what realistic benefit can we get? If we move, and this is data, this is a PwC data. If we move, improve on our customer um, um, focus in companies, we will directly uh, be able to get more consumers to spend their money. Because at the end of the day, consumers want to feel good. Cons consumers want to feel that they trust their suppliers. Consumers want to feel that they are important to their suppliers. And that's the easiest way to get their money. So in terms of benefit, it's a direct correlation. You give consumers what they want, they invest more of their money. And I could give you examples around Starbucks, around Amazon, you know, this is what the focus is. If you also look at the digital space, why is digital growing? Digital is growing because it has been tailored to fit customer expectations. So you make a purchase today. The next time, the um, digital space where you make the purchase gives you different offerings in that um, particular type of good that you make your purchase. They understand the kind of things you're interested in. You make the customer's life easier. It's convenience. You know, he clicks a button, gets different variety of what he wants, is able to spend. In fact, he spends more because he sees different alternatives. In the same vein, you make it easier for a customer to, to get what he wants. You bring it nearer to the customer, you know? Then the customer does not go through the inconvenience of looking and searching for other things or um, getting the parking, get to going to the store and going through several, um, how do you put it? Several shelves. These things are in the face of the customer. Another um, thing to think about is when you get customer feedback and improve the offering you're giving to the customer, the customer then is in a position to, um, is in a happier position in that sense. So he's able to um, take what he prefers, you know, what his core preference is. Okay. Uh, how this model, uh, you have explained a bit about customer-centric supply chain, right? As we go. So my next question is, how did this model translate into tangible competitive advantage and also um, able to increase revenue and, and profitability? So we have um, defined a customer-centric supply chain as placing emphasis on bettering the user experience in the process of moving goods and services from suppliers and producers to the end users, correct? Yeah, So it involves exactly. all customer-driven aspects of supply chain. Mm -hmm. You know, articulation of the, these processes, you know, give more benefit to the customer through the final product. So how? First, how? You um, start by producing or giving products and services that goes the extra mile when it comes to customer personalization. So from the point of sourcing, you know, um, procurement and purchasing. You buy materials that 
not only produce very um, viable products for the customer, but also imp uh, inputs into production that give the right quality or uh, you know exceptional quality to the customer. Not only that, customers want to know that you're buying responsibly. So you buy and ensure that in, the, in uh, sustainability is at the forefront of your purchasing. The plants you buy from will not um, um, release effluent into the environment. There's no child labor um, issues when, the, when you're sourcing for your products because you're putting the customer at the center. Customers want to deal with reliable companies. Two, um, customers are continually placing increased value on the most personalized goods and services. So as a company, what do you do? You ensure that it meets the customer's need. So changing demand, changing trends are quickly reacted to because then you have your, your suppliers up to your distribution network on real-time data, enabling um, quick changes in demands to be catered to. And this gives significant advantage on goods in revenue and market size because your supply chain um, are able to deliver innovative and hyper-personalized products. Of course, and experiences, whether you're offering goods or services. Mm -hmm. Then it, it also means that in, in distributing your products, you distribute it and ensure that the customer gets it on time when he needs it, not when you're able to make it available. In giving service, information reaches the customer you know, um, quickly. The company is also able to um, implement new business models, you know, and changes in demand in the consumer market. So basically, what the, the advantages are a lot. You're the first in terms of understanding what the customer needs and understanding the changes. A second advantage is you're reliable. So customer sees you as a reliable organization. Third advantage is you're sustainable. Customer, uh, you, 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 you when you put sustainability at the forefront, customer sees you as an organization that uh, uh, puts that at the forefront and is comfortable or confident to do business with you. And in that space, you're also efficient and effective because then you're at the cutting edge of um, um, knowing what is uh, knowing what uh, the technological advances or cutting edge of technology. You are the cutting edge of technology, understanding what the quick changes are. This is why the internet is thriving internet um, or, com or uh, online commerce is thriving, internet sales, because it's the person who has the speed to market that, um, that gets the most benefit out of the market. It it's really a no brainer. Now, you know, I, I live in Africa, I live and work in Africa. My experience uh, spans around sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. Initially, when ShopRite came into the country about 17 years ago, 17 to 20 years ago, um, we were actually dealing in open markets. Our, the norm was to go to the open market and make purchases, you know? Yeah. So some of the markets are so dirty that I'll wear my boots and go into the markets. So there were non-believers, non-believers in the sense that our culture cannot change. Why would we want to go to the, uh, to the store and buy at a higher price? We're used to the open market. We're used to haggling. We enjoy it as part of the African culture to haggle about the price of goods. So the first shop right store opened in Lagos. 
a few people went in there for the glam, you know, to look at the shelves, to enjoy the AC and all of that. Noradi, you won't believe that ShopRite has over um, close to 50 outlets now. I, I can't uh, remember the exact figure currently in Nigeria. And each outlet has significant footfall. And it's no more about enjoying the glam or enjoying the uh, ambience. People are actually making purchases now because they understand that they're getting competitive advantage, great packing, yeah, competitive advantage in pricing, you know, because ShopRite is offering these goods more, sometimes even more competitive than the open market. They're having great packing, you know, no hassle. In the open market, there's a lot of hassle. They come into ShopRite and see a variety of goods in the same location. So what it tells you is that the, the consumer, the so-called Nigerian consumer who um, previously was said to be, was said to enjoy shopping in the open market because haggling is a part of the culture, suddenly has shifted from shopping in the open market to shopping in very convenient outlets. You know, in fact, Noradi, what happens now is when you have Black Friday sales and all of those um, seasonal sales, even um, people who have the smaller uh, kiosks, the neighborhood uh, stores and outlets go into ShopRite, get competitive pricing and come and resell. So when you make your supply chain customer centric, it changes the entire consumer behavior. And that's one of the big opportunities we see in Africa today. Yeah, nice. All right, it's, it's really nice for you. Okay, this is, would be my last question on today's topic, Azukaiko. Uh, so uh, what would be the first step to get this moving around? Who are the main internal and external stakeholders who will need to be involved? We need to understand the values crucial to our customer. <clears throat> Some key elements when we want to do this is that we need to understand the values crucial to our customer. This is an area of opportunity again. And I, I will keep saying to you that I will speak around Sub-Saharan Africa because this is a market I'm comfortable with and I know very well. Knowing the values crucial to the customer or knowing the customer's needs is pivotal to the success in supply chain. You know, for instance, again, I'll speak to digitization. It's made a lot of tools available, you know, and make, made processes faster and seamless. Recall that before now, um, the data was not real time. So it would take some time between production, in fact, between demand, um, sourcing, production, um, and distribution to the customer. Of course, uh, in between, it's in the warehouse for ages. Now, demand is real time because of digitization. At the start of launching a business or a product, there's, it's important to do research to understand what the customer needs what the customer strengths are, you know? You have to interact with the customer. It's, it's, it's non-negotiable. You have to understand where the customer is coming from, what his environment um, uh, it's like, what is available in his environment, what he will see as a competitive advantage, you know, as going above board. I know a customer, for instance, in a certain part of the country who prefers her goods delivered after the close of work. Why? Because she does not want the unloading operation of the trucks to impact her sales operation in the markets. This is a customer. I know a consumer who is so busy during the week 
that she has to live um, at a certain part of town that is not around um, her home. You know, she stays in an accommodation for work. So when she's making her order, she prefers things delivered over the weekend. Now, this is also rampant in that area, you know, the people who live uh, so in Lagos, Nigeria, for instance, a lot of people work on the island. In, in terms of the working population, over 60% um, who work on the island do not stay on the island. So they have accommodation on the mainland tied to their addresses. So what? So these people, when you deliver to them, they like their deliveries done on weekend. They want to be there to receive it and accept it. So understanding the terrain one walks in, understanding the fact that it's not like the US, if, you did, if FedEx or UPS in the US gets there and the customer is not there and you drop it at the door, you meet it there three days later. In this part, you have a situation where if you drop it at the door, by the time the customer or the consumer comes in, they don't meet the goods. So you then know that you have to do a hand delivery. Understanding the data on the customer, the demographics, the, um, you know, their preferences, the environment, knowing that the power, the, the power stability in certain parts of Africa is not as good as it's expected to be. There's some opportunity for improvement. Helps you to understand the kind of yogurt to make available. It has to be the kind of yogurt that when you buy it, it can keep for three, four hours without power. Um, and then you can put it back in the fridge as opposed to those that, those that have to be in the fridge until it's consumed. Same for milk. These kind of facts and data make the difference in terms of um, customer-centric experience. And that's where one needs to start from. Okay, interesting. Uh, I actually still have a couple of questions, as you go, but uh, we are running out of time. So once again, thank you so much for joining us on the Bijara Supply Chain. And I look forward to speaking with you at another time. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.